Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 16. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm plopping stoked to have you join me. Now, this show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome, friends. In this episode, we're going to be looking into how you can manage yourself when you are misgendered, especially while there are so many folks out there who are isolated at home with family members that may not be respecting pronouns. Now, before we jump in, I do want to just acknowledge that your identity is valid. You are worthy of respect, love, kindness and support it's not okay for anyone to misgender you or deny your identity and regardless of who they are in your life no one can tell you who you are or who you can be so you are free to express yourself in any way that you choose now i know this can be a hard topic to talk about i know that it comes with a lot of emotion I know it's not easy and it's one of the biggest conversations that I hear coming from many trans or gender diverse people that I know. And that's really why I felt it was important to just have a conversation about it because it's talking about it can help. What I want to share with you in today's episode are some ways that you can maybe learn to better support yourself when it comes to being misgendered gaining some basic tools that you can use when addressing being misgendered and finding some connections through some of the many trans and gender diverse support groups that are out there either online or in an area near you. The reason that I want to have this conversation and share with you some tools about being misgendered, particularly while we're still in various forms of social isolation, is because it's been a really present experience for me over the past couple months that we've all been in lockdown. I know I've mentioned it briefly in some of the episodes that I've done that I live with some family members who are choosing not to respect my pronouns at all. And I've been living with these family members for almost four years now, and they still are choosing not to use the pronouns that I have repeatedly asked them to use to the point where it's very clear that it's a conscious choice that they are making to not respect my pronouns. There's only so long that you can go on, on for saying, oh, I'm just not used to using the pronouns you're asking for, or oh, it feels a bit weird. And that was probably about three years and nine months ago that that excuse really stopped being a realistic one. And ever since then, it has definitely been a choice And regardless of how these family members trying to defend themselves, which I think is ridiculous because regardless of what they think and regardless of what anyone thinks, this goes for your identity, this goes for my identity, this goes for anyone's identity. It doesn't matter what someone else thinks about your identity. It is not truth. The only truth is how that person expresses their identity. My opinion about someone else's identity is irrelevant. 
because it doesn't matter. It's not about me. And when people misgender you, and in this circumstance, my family members who repeatedly choose to misgender me, they are making a choice to put themselves and their feelings and their beliefs before me and think that they know more about me than what I do. And it used to really upset me, especially because I came out as non-binary about four years ago. So it's been a few years. And particularly when I first came out, I was really sensitive about being acknowledged in the use of pronouns that I want because it was a validation of my identity. It was like if I wasn't being recognized, if people weren't using they, them pronouns for me, then I felt like I was completely being invalidated, that I wasn't being seen. And it just really hurt. It was something that caused so much frustration and sadness and hurt in my life for years because I put so much emphasis on being recognized by other people to validate that identity within me. And it's taken a long time and a lot of deep reflection to realize that now I'm at a point after four years of managing myself through this new experience as I explored my gender identity and my expression of self to realize that, I mean, it doesn't matter what someone else says about me. I know in myself that their opinion means nothing. It only means something if I let it. I only, I'm only going to get upset if I let it upset me because I'm believing what they're saying over believing myself. They're not living my life. They're not living my experience. They don't know anything about my internal world. So their opinion of who I am is only based on their experience of the world and their opinions. And that's not truth. That's not fact. That's the story that they've made in their world about me. And that's not me. It's something that I've had to really process and learn, especially being confined within a home with the daily experience of misgendering. It's not just misgendering without acknowledging the fact that they've misgendered, which happens. Every time I'm misgendered, it's almost never acknowledged. And if it is, it's because I've pointed it out and then it usually comes with an eye roll and a sigh and a, oh, they, or <laughs> even more ridiculous the really terrible use of the word they or them, that they will use the correction and go, well, what is them's thinking? Or what does them's want to do? And it's like, please, like, do you really not know how to use that word in a sentence at all? Because all you're doing now is looking ridiculous and you're just making it about you like you don't understand how you can use the word in a sentence like it doesn't, the word doesn't change. Don't even think about the fact that it's a singular. Just use the word as it's used. If it's not having really terrible use of they and them in a sentence, then I've been correcting them and they will actually raise their voice. And while I'm saying I use they, them pronouns, they are shouting she over the top of me to try and force me to accept the misgendering. I get my corrections thrown in my face. I'm like, oh... Alrighty, this is not about me. <sighs> Take a moment, just try and focus. And actually, it's kind of laughable now. I kind of look at the look at this person who does this, and I'm just like, like, what is wrong with you? Like, who who are you even? Like, you you are so challenged within yourself by my identity that you have to make an issue about it. And like, friend, that is you. That is all you. 
My identity is fine and I am totally okay with it. What's not okay here is your attitude, your egotism, your view that you think that you are right about something that you have absolutely no valid opinion of. Now, it's been really challenging and I would leave the interaction feeling frustrated, feeling disrespected, feeling hurt. And it's been something that I've really actively worked on because I don't want to feel that way. And I also know that I can make a choice in that. I don't accept their attitude. I don't accept the misgendering and I speak up about it. And I think that's a big challenge for them. But it's taken me a long time to process that and realize that their issue is not my responsibility. Their inability to use my pronouns correctly, that's not my problem. That's not my responsibility. They can get themselves all worked up, look ridiculous because they do. They make themselves look absolutely like a total fluff burger. And that only, it only reflects on them. It doesn't reflect on me. What I'm doing is setting a, setting a boundary. I'm saying, these are my pronouns. I am not flexible. These are not a preference. This is who I am. So this social isolating has been quite a journey. <laughs> There's been a lot. I know I've shared quite a bit of my experience with you in a few areas of what's been going on and the ways I've been working through them. And I hope that by sharing the realizations that I've had that I can actually help some of you out there to maybe work through some of the things that you've been experiencing. It may be similar. You may, you know, have people in your home space that are doing similar things towards you. And I really just want to highlight that this, you are totally valid in your identity. Someone else's issue with your pronouns, with your gender identity, with your sexual identity is not your responsibility. Their shitty feelings are their shitty feelings and they are choosing to feel like that. And you can choose to feel a different way. And that's what I've learned. I can choose to get upset and frustrated and then I feel shit. And it's like, well, why do I want to feel shit? Because they are feeling shit. They're projecting their shitty feelings onto me. And then I take that on. I don't want to feel like that. And I've made that conscious choice. I've started looking at how I can manage me in those circumstances so that I don't feel hurt, that I don't feel upset and disrespected because I can validate me. I know who I am. And regardless of... Anything anyone else says, regardless of whatever they say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it doesn't change me. It only changes me if I let it. And I am not giving my power away. I'm not giving someone else the power to hurt me because they can't manage themselves. That was a lot. <laughs> But this is the realization I've had. See, when we learn to manage ourselves when we're misgendered, it's one of the best ways that we can support our mental health because I would go into these downward spirals. I would get misgendered. I would leave the space. I would be so hurt and disrespected to be like, they don't care. They don't, they don't validate me. They don't this, they don't that. And I would feel really miserable inside. And it didn't feel great. 
But when we understand that being misgendered doesn't mean that we're doing the wrong thing, it means that the person who's misgendering us has so much shit coming up for them and they don't know how to manage it, so they project it because they can't be accountable for their own feelings and they make it someone else's responsibility. And if I'm the cause of their discomfort, then they make their discomfort my responsibility. And that is bullshit. That is just totally not reasonable. That's a really unresourceful way to act. And it's, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the more I'm starting to realize that I can choose how I feel, how I think and how I respond to things, the more I see other people's responses like that as being just totally unnecessary and just to really highlights how unable they are to manage their own thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and they make it someone else's responsibility. Not my problem. <laughs> See, someone else's feelings are not our responsibility. You are not responsible for making someone else happy, and you are only responsible for your own thoughts and feelings. If someone else wants to get upset, let them. So understanding this allows you to keep your power in knowing who you are, and it helps you to keep feeling good about that. Now, I'm not to say that the hard feelings don't come up. Like when I get misgendered, I still have these feelings in me. I still feel frustration. I still feel, you know, hurt. I feel these feelings, but they pass because I'm not allowing them to overwhelm me. I'm not allowing them to take control of everything that's going on for me. I feel them come up and I recognize that and I see them and I'm like, oh, yeah, that really feels shit, but it's okay. It's okay to have those feelings and I just allow myself to have the feeling come. I don't try and ignore it. I don't try and tell myself that I shouldn't be having it. I just allow it to be and I can acknowledge it. I can say, yeah, that was a really shitty thing that they said. That was hurtful. That was ignorant. It was not okay. And then I can let it go. I acknowledge that, but I take its power away. Because I need to look after me. And they need to learn to look after them. <laughs> they, thems need to learn how to look after they self. <laughs> and until thems can do that, <laughs> that's not my problem. <laughs> but it's really helped me let go of a lot of those hard feelings that I was having. So from this lesson, I'm sure you're wondering, what can you do about it? You see, it's not about not having the hard feelings from being misgendered. It's totally okay to have them, like I was sharing with you. Allow yourself to have them. They are valid feelings. And what is happening is not okay. So trying to push down those feelings just makes, them, makes it harder to not have them. You know, if you, you don't think, try not to think about the thing, the thing comes up. So trying to push those feelings away and, and say, like, you can't have them, that's not going to work. It's about allowing yourself to have those feelings, but not get caught in them. There's a difference between allowing yourself to have those feelings and allowing those feelings to overwhelm and control your day. Because then who really, who really has the power there? If someone misgenders you and you allow that to impact your whole entire day, then you're only carrying that hurt along with you when it's possible 
to accept that it hurt, but then move past it. Because I'd rather have someone say something totally douchey, be able to go, oh, that wasn't cool. I feel a bit, I feel a bit hurt by that, but that's okay. I got me and move on. And then the rest of my day can be fine because I know in my heart that I'm doing what's good for me and I'm not allowing someone else, I'm not like dragging along their shit because that's what it is. If someone's a jerk towards you, says something hurtful, attacks you in some way verbally, that's them not managing themselves and that is not your responsibility. And allowing yourself to realize that I know it's not easy. I say that I may say this like it sounds easy. It's not easy. <laughs> and it doesn't always work. There's been plenty of times while I'm learning all these realizations that I have still gotten overwhelmed and I've gotten caught in those feelings. So it doesn't, it's not going to always just be like, oh, well, that's the case. I'm just going to think this and suddenly it's going to change. It doesn't, it doesn't, it takes time and it takes practice. It takes a lot of work, but it starts with, with just the realization that it's okay to have the feeling but you can allow yourself to not be controlled by it. You know, it's it's a process. Like anything, everything takes practice. So when you're feeling emotional and when you're feeling hurt, what like what I would do, and this is something I think that could be helpful for other people, is take a moment and ask yourself some questions. Because I know I've talked about when we ask ourselves a question, we always come back with an answer. So if we ask ourselves helpful questions we get helpful answers. So if you have these feelings come up, just take a moment and try and remember. I know it's not always easy to even remember this when you're feeling emotional as well. It took me so long. (laughs) But taking in mind, and even if you just ask yourself one of these, it can definitely help. You can start with, what am I feeling? Name the feeling. So all the ones that are coming up for you. You may not be able to figure out exactly what they are at first, and that's okay. See, we're not taught how to identify our feelings, like things that we learn in school that actually would have a realistic reflection of what life is after we leave school. It's just not really that much. (laughs) So, you know, we're not taught how to identify our feelings. We're not taught how to manage our feelings, let alone how to manage our hearts when we experience them. But if you can ask yourself, like, what am I feeling? So for myself, I would take a moment and be like, oh, I feel hurt. I feel disrespected. See, for me, it wasn't the misgendering. They can use words. It's a sound that they've put a meaning on to identify me. Like, it's just a sound. It alone has no meaning. We put our stories and meanings onto the sounds we make. So for me, I started to ask, what am I feeling? I feel hurt. I feel disrespected. It's like, okay, yeah, they're shit feelings. Like, they are. Okay, but why am I feeling this? Is it more than being misgendered? Is it about feeling disrespected? And then what does that mean? So what are my needs that aren't being met when I'm being misgendered? So I have a need to be seen, to be heard, to be loved as I am. So when I'm being misgendered, I'm not being loved. I'm not being respected. So my needs for love and respect aren't being met. So am I being hurt by being misgendered or am I being hurt because my needs to be cared for aren't being met? 
And misgendering is just one form that that need is not being met by someone in my life. So once I had these realizations, I could be a bit clearer in my thinking. It's like, okay, I can, I'm starting to understand why I'm having these feelings, what these feelings are. And then I would ask myself, what am I responsible for right now? I'm responsible for how I feel. I'm not responsible for how my family member feels. They can feel and act how they want. That's, that's not my problem. And I know that that can be a really hard one to acknowledge and believe, especially when we may be dependent in some ways on the people in our family. To try and separate ourselves from our family members can be a really challenging thing. And it, you, may, you may feel really challenged even by me expressing that or think that, you know, it's not that easy. And it's not. I get that. It is not that easy. But it is, it is how it is. It can be hard, but you are responsible only for how you feel. And how someone else feels based on what you do is not your responsibility, even though some people may say it is, or you may feel like it is. But we are all only responsible for managing ourselves. And yes, our actions do have implications on other people in our lives. So it's always great to be thoughtful and be compassionate in how we act and the, the the choices we make because yes it does have an impact on those around us I'm not saying that it doesn't but what I'm saying is at the end of the day someone else's thoughts and feelings about any of my actions are not my responsibility my responsibility is to do what I can to support me because I can't rely on someone else to do that and I can't expect someone else to do that it is not fair to expect someone else to do the things so that I don't feel a certain way. That is harmful. It's narcissistic. If I expect everyone else to do the things so that I don't feel any sort of negative feelings, then I'm making my feelings their responsibility. And that's not okay. It's unfair because what I'm asking someone to do is not be themselves. I'm saying, well, no, you can't be yourself because this thing that you're doing upsets me and you're responsible for me being upset. It's not healthy. That was a really hard one for me to recognize in myself. I didn't realize how often I did that, how often I wasn't being accountable for my own feelings. And then how that presented in my actions, in my words, and my interactions with all the people in my life. It kind of blew my mind a little that. I was like, wow, okay. It's really not fair of me to expect someone else to act a different way to help my feelings because it's it kind of if, it, if it, the roles were reversed, right, and we think about it like this, I'm telling someone, don't misgender me because it hurts my feelings. But this other person is saying, well, I'm feeling challenged by your identity because shit's coming up for me. Why can't you also respect that? Because it does work both ways. I can't not acknowledge that they are having hard feelings because they are. For them, this is hard. And if I want to be understood, I also have to learn to understand the other person's side because it's not all about me. My gender identity and being gendered correctly is not all about me because it is going to bring up shit for other people. And I need to respect that the same way that they need to respect my identity. So it kind of goes both ways and it's complex and this is not easy and this is a really, it can be a really emotional topic for everyone involved. There's no easy way around this because 
it all depends on how each person we communicate with is open to hearing us and us hearing them. And some people are just not going to be open to it. And that's just, that's just how it is. And it's not ideal. But we really need to just recognize that the misgendering is coming up because our family members or the people in our lives have their own problems and challenges. And that is all part of the process. And one way that I really found helped me work through it is I would give myself space. I would take myself away from the situation because I knew if I stayed and argued that it would just perpetuate into this just challenge. This It was an argument. And why am I arguing about my identity? There's nothing to argue about. It just is. I am how I am. There is nothing to argue. And the moment I fell into that trap of arguing about it, I made my identity debatable. And I was just like, holy shit. If I enter into a debate about my identity, I'm allowing someone to challenge it. It's like, no, that is not how it is. I will not argue on my identity because there is nothing to argue. Your opinion about my identity is only your opinion, but it is not up for debate about how I identify. So I would remove myself from that situation. And if you are able to, that is something that I really can recommend because that space can really help with you taking that moment to ask yourself these other questions about what's coming up for you to manage your feelings because you are responsible for that. And taking that time can allow you to really identify how you want to be treated, what is okay and what isn't okay. And then you can look at setting boundaries. See, boundaries are so important. Also something that probably most of us are never taught, (laughs) especially around family. It's like if you have family, then you're just, you don't have boundaries. You've got to do what your parents say. There's no boundaries there. You don't have, I guess I'm kind of projecting my childhood here. (laughs) That's not necessarily going to be everyone's circumstance. But from my personal experience, it's like if you're with a family, it's like, well, the growing ups tell you to do something. You have to do it regardless of how you think or feel or anything like that. It doesn't matter. You are told to do the thing. You have to do the thing. Or if you don't do the thing, you get in trouble. And there's no boundaries there. There's no respect. So we're raised in, we can be raised in a circumstance where we're not given respect. And then how can we possibly learn to respect ourselves if we're not shown it by the people in our lives who are supposed to be teaching us stuff? I mean, and it goes further than that because they were probably never taught that either. If we go back generations and the experiences of our grandparents and stuff like that and the way that society has developed, it's this perpetual cycle of negative patriarchal bullshit. And it's, it's so much deeper than, than just where we're at right now. But we need to recognize that we need to set boundaries for ourselves because we can change the circumstances in our lives by accepting the things we want and refusing to accept the things that we don't want. We are allowed to do that. And we're not taught that, but it's true. We have every right to choose exactly how we will be treated and how we won't be treated. And when it comes to misgendering, that is a, an area that you can set a boundary. So if you feel comfortable to do so, You can share how you feel about being misgendered with the person who misgendering you. Now, it's really important to focus on 
your experience and facts when you're setting a boundary. So, so talk about what you are feeling. So like if you have a conversation with your family member, you can say, when I am misgendered, I feel disrespected and unloved. Because what you're saying there is how you feel. And they can't argue with that. I mean, they can try. I mean, if they're going to try, really, I would exit this, exit the conversation because they're clearly not ready for it. <laughs> but talk about your feelings. When this happens, I feel this. Avoid accusations like you don't respect me or you don't love me because then they can argue that. But seriously, if you're telling someone how you feel, they can't argue with that because you feel however you feel. Your truth is your truth and there is nothing that can change that. Your experience of a situation is a 100% your experience and totally valid and it cannot be argued with the same way their experience of a situation can also not be argued with. So stick to how you feel when certain things happen and that can help if you're having this conversation with someone about it, figuring out what you would like to do if your boundaries are crossed is really important. So if you were to say to a family member, when I am misgendered, I feel disrespected and I feel unloved. I would appreciate if the pronouns that I use could be used by you on me and if you are not going to use my pronouns that I've asked you to use then I'm going to leave the space and I'm going to end the conversation and then following through that's the most important part you see you can choose a boundary and always choose something realistic like be reasonable you can't say don't try and choose a boundary that's like, well, if they do this, then I'm just going to leave the house. I'm going to move out. And then because then if you don't follow through with that, all you're doing is showing that you're not really firm on your boundaries. And it's kind of a, it's it can be quite a reactive response because there's definitely more reasonable ways. But I mean, well, if you're at a point where it's happened so many times that you really are just ready to totally leave that space and try something totally different in your life, all the power to you being realistic about that. So starting small can be really great and just expressing the boundary, being clear on it, but follow through. So you need to make it really clear that being misgendered is a boundary for you. And if your family isn't going to gender you correctly, then you will do what you chose to do to help you feel better. And you can be really clear with yourself that you do not have to be mistreated by anyone no matter who they are regardless of who they are regardless of what they have done for you that does not mean that you should accept any sort of treatment that you don't want you don't owe anyone anything you don't owe your parents because they raised you that's what parents do. And if they're, if your parents or if your family members are saying that you owe them because they raised you, then that's saying some really shitty stuff about the beliefs they have. You are your own free human and you do not deserve to be treated in that way. Being misgendered after you've asked to be gendered the way you want to is an act of abuse. And that is not okay. And you don't have to accept that. 
You don't have to accept any of that type of mistreatment about who you are, about your beliefs, about your views, about your identity. You will have every right to have all of those things for you. To be compassionate with yourself, and this is really one of the hardest things that I had to come to terms with. Give yourself understanding. If there's a tough conversation that happens and you leave it not feeling good, don't try and take all the responsibility. Don't try and blame yourself. Don't try and say what you should have done. You should have done something differently. It's not, that's not helpful. Just be understanding. You did the best you could with how you were feeling, with what you were thinking, and we're not always going to have the clarity to stop ourselves from getting caught in emotion. And it's unrealistic to think that we're going to be. And at first, it can be really hard and it can feel like you're never getting it. But just keep on trying. Keep on just trying to start with just recognizing that you're feeling the feeling coming. Start small, friends. Like I always say, just start with one small thing and just practice. Practice that one little thing. I mean, all of this stuff I'm sharing with you has taken me years and being stuck at home with some really unaccepting family has really just highlighted for me how possible it is to manage myself with all the other shit that's going on out there and still be okay. And I I really feel that that's what it's all about. It kind of comes up out of nowhere sometimes. You may feel like you're trying and trying and trying and nothing's ever happening and then all of a sudden you realize you can see the change that's happening. You can see how you're doing things differently. So small, consistent things. Being compassionate with yourself is such a good start. Caring for you. It's okay. It's okay to have the feelings that you're having. It's okay to have the thoughts that you're having. They are all valid and you are valid. And being compassionate to yourself in that way and loving you is the best thing that you can do. Love you, but then also... And this becomes the harder part. I've said a lot of things are harder, but, you know, none of this is easy. (laughs) It's a journey. Being compassionate to the people who are misgendering you. Because it can be really hard. We can blame. We can start to accuse. They don't respect me. They don't love me. But it's like, I don't know that. That's my story that I'm putting on what they're misgendering me. I made that up. And until I actually have a conversation with that person and understand what's going on for them, if it's possible for them to verbalize, then I am only ever going to have my story around the situation. And that's not truth. My story is shaped by all of my experiences in life. And it's skewed by my beliefs and my values. So being understanding of that can make it easier to be open to hearing what your family may have to say. But it always starts with being compassionate with yourself. So speak kindly to yourself. Use that inner voice in your head to start saying some nicer things because it's just so hard. And until we can be understanding of ourselves, we can't possibly understand other people. So just take that time. I mean, you deserve it. And you deserve to think kind things about yourself. We are the creators of our own thoughts and feelings. No one else is responsible of that. We have all of that power in our own beings. So why not use that ability to be nice? 
<laughs> we'll be nicer. I mean, it's kind of small steps. It can be really easy if we're in that habit of putting ourselves down to believe that it can be any other way. Let's just try and start small. Tell yourself that you're okay. You know, it doesn't have to be that you think you're telling yourself that you think you're amazing, but you're valid and your thoughts are valid and your feelings are valid and you are okay. You are okay as you. So how can you start to do all this stuff? We've looked at what questions you can ask yourself. We've looked at having conversations. We've looked at setting boundaries. How do you actually put this all into practice? So this takes time. It takes a lot of time. And it's really good to do when you're not feeling elevated emotionally. And I know that can be hard also because if you start thinking about how you've been misgendered, it can really bring up those feelings. And that's a good place to start practicing because if you're thinking about being misgendered and that starts bringing up hard feelings for you maybe it's time to just take a moment and start working there acknowledge the feelings acknowledge the hurt because it fucking hurts I get that I totally get that I've lived that and it can be really hard to think about how you can manage beyond that if all you're feeling is hurt so that is a perfect place to start accepting that you're going to have these feelings come up it's not okay what happened but you're going to be okay. And when you find yourself at a place where you can think about these feelings and these thoughts that you're having without becoming elevated, that's a time to sit down and plan how you can approach the person or people in your life that are misgendering you. So it may require that the conversation is approached differently with each person that you talk to because every person acts differently. We can't have like a cookie cut this is my one misgendering conversation that I'm going to have with everyone and expect it to fit because it's not going to work like that. So we've got to, if we want the conversation to go in our favor and we know that people in our families respond differently in different circumstances, then we need to plan to set the situation up to work for us and with each person and their personal responses. Because after all, like you're trying to strengthen that relationship and understand each other, right? So if that's your goal, if you want to be understood, if you want to actually have a good relationship with this family member, then it does take that time. So approach the conversation with love for yourself and for the family member that you want to talk to. So pick a time that you're both calm and ask if you can share your feelings with them. So don't jump right in out of nowhere at uh, any random time and just be like, I need to talk to you about being misgendered because, you know, sometimes they just don't have the capacity to manage a tough conversation. And if you really want it to go in your favor, respecting that they just may not have the spoons at that point in time to have that conversation with you and respect that. See if you can find a time where you can sit down together and talk and go from there because you're showing this person respect. And if you want respect, you've got to give it. You can't demand it. So when you do talk to your family member, stick to sharing your truth and your feelings. Remember how I said talking about when I get misgendered, I feel hurt. When I get misgendered, I feel disrespected and unloved. They, that is sharing your truth and that is sharing your feelings. It is not debatable. It is your truth. So stick to those points. Really, really, really avoid accusations. Don't try and tell someone how they are because that is a really fast way of creating a circumstance where they can get defensive and then an argument starts and we don't want that. So don't expect a particular response or outcome as well. 
your family member may or may not be understanding. They might take it really well. They might actually share some stuff with you that you didn't know. And then you can start to have that conversation. Things can start to be open. It may not happen all at once. It may have to be over multiple conversations as the trust builds there. That is a possibility. Or it may be that you start this conversation, you start sharing your feelings and your truth and your family member blows up. That's okay. Just remember their response is not your responsibility regardless of what they may say. And if they start responding in a way that oversteps a boundary of yours, be clear on that. Take yourself away from the space. Give yourself time. Give them time because these sensitive topics can just take time. Things are not going to happen quickly. Nothing ever happens quickly. (laughs) And if your family member does want to share with you, be open and listen to them the same way they listen to you. This is a conversation. It goes two ways. So if you are open to sharing and they don't argue and it may not have been easy for them, please like do the same. You may find that they start sharing some stuff and you're just in your head like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Like that is total crap. I disagree. It doesn't matter what you think. This is not about you. This is about them and allow that, allow that sharing to happen because that can also be defensiveness. If we hear things that people say something that we disagree with, and especially if it's around our own personal identity, like they might start sharing some stuff about how and making your identity about them, not your responsibility, it's theirs. And it can be hard to listen to, but if you're not willing to listen to them, you can't expect them to be willing to listen to you. So if you share those feelings with your family members and they do react in a way you don't want, remember, you can set boundaries and you must follow through. So what if you can't? What if you don't feel that it would actually be in your best interest to share your identity with your family or the people in your life? And that is a possibility. That's a very realistic possibility that so many trans and gender diverse people are facing. Maybe it's just not safe and it's so fucked that that's a thing. But we have to be aware of that. Not everyone has the privilege of being able to come out, of being able to live openly. Like I know I have challenges with being misgendered, but I still understand the privilege I have in being able to live openly, to be able to express my identity, to be able to go down the street and live as my true self without fear of harassment. Well, now that I'm in Melbourne, <laughs> wasn't so great up in the deep north of regional Queensland. But now that I'm in Melbourne, I do see the privilege I have in being in being able to live openly as myself. And even though I am misgendered, I have not been kicked out of the home that I live in. I've still got a lot of privilege there. The relationship I have with my family is not terrible. There are times when they do these shitty things, but overall, the relationship is still one where they do care. So I have that privilege and I know that not everyone does. And if that is a circumstance where you're in, where you just don't feel like it would be safe at all for you to share with your family, then that is something that you know. And if that is how it is, then finding the ways that you can affirm yourself can be more hard, but there are ways because we have the internet. If you have the internet, some of us don't even have that. And I do recognize that that's a privilege that there's not in Australia, there's not that censorship on the internet, that we have those opportunities to connect with people 
and our society here in Australia allows for that openness. You may not have that circumstance. There may be a whole lot of internet censorship that goes on in your space. And it can be so much harder to try and find those connections. But if you are able to, the internet is a great place to start. There are so many platforms out there where you can connect with people that do live a similar experience because you aren't alone. There are other people out there who are living a similar experience to you. And I know it can feel lonely and it can be so hard. And I've lived in spaces where it wasn't safe for me to live openly. I did. I lived it openly anyway, but I lived with the consequences of that. And I get I get that, that there is a risk when we do choose to come out. Now, if you are able to come out and you aren't accepted by your family, there is a point where maybe you do just have to accept that they aren't going to be open, that they aren't going to be able to manage their own shit, that they aren't going to be respectful, they aren't going to be accepting of your identity. And if that's the case, maybe you have the option to reassess the type of relationship that you want to have with this person. Do you still want to try and continue and build something or do you want to cut those ties completely? Just because you are connected to a person by blood doesn't mean you have to have them in your life. And this is a choice that I've had to make because up in Queensland where I'm from, that's where all my family is. And I had a, a big chunk of my family that I have completely removed from my life. I don't have contact with them. They know nothing about me. I have completely removed myself from them because they are homophobic, because they are transphobic. And I'm not okay with that. And it doesn't matter how they are connected to me. If you're not accepting of those communities, you are not accepting of my identity. You will not be in my life. And that's a big call to make. It's a huge call to make. It's a fucking big step. But for your own safety for your own emotional health for your mental health for your physical health maybe that's an option you have to look at because you don't have to be around people just because you're blood related and family can be chosen there are people out there who are willing to love you just as you are who are living a similar experience or who maybe aren't living a similar experience but just don't fucking care and are open to you being the person that you are and they want to love you. They are out there. The world is not full of bigoted assholes. There is a lot of them and they are quite vocal, but that is not everyone. I truly believe most people mean well. They have good intentions. They may not have understanding. They may have skewed views on things because of the way media portrays our community. There's many other reasons, but I think for the most part, most people act with the best intentions that they know how to have at the time. And some people are going to be open to changing their minds on things and some people aren't. But there are people who will love you and accept you just the way you are. And you can choose the life you want to have for yourself. You do not have to stay in a situation that causes you to be unhappy. It just means you may have to make some fucking radical change in your life. And change is scary, but change is not always bad. Alternatively, you could just choose to accept your family as they are, even if they do misgender you. If they are so valuable in your life that you really want to have a relationship with them, then you can create that relationship. But 
you can choose to not become upset when they don't validate your identity because you are valid regardless of what anyone else says about you believing them takes the power away from you but if you believe who you are regardless of what anyone else says then you have all the power and no one can ever take that away from you see there there are also bunches of peer support groups online where you can go so if you're just exploring your gender identity maybe you're not quite certain who to come out to how to come out who to talk to or you know things are early or you've been out for a while and you're finding it still really challenging because there's just not a lot of people where you are who are either open about it or are actually in your area online friends it's the way to go there are so many communities out there of people living a similar experience to you so if you're unable to share your identity with your family and friends, there are other ways. Facebook is a great place to start. As much as I really don't like Facebook, it's <laughs> it really has an abundance of support groups out there, peer support groups, trans and gender diverse led, that are going to be able to affirm your identity and share similar experiences so you can start feeling like you're not alone. I have been running a gender diverse peer support group called gender diverse peer support <laughs> on facebook you can look it up i'm going to put the link in the show notes as well uh, so that's one place we are based in australia we're in melbourne and we also do meetups when we're all allowed out to interact with each other we do meetups as well which is pretty cool we go for like picnics and look at art galleries and hang out and stuff like that just general stuff go drink coffee we live in melbourne it's like the thing <laughs> and there's other places in australia that do other online meetup groups for trans and gender diverse peer support if you're in melbourne and you're a trans mask human then you can join the shed they're another rad group they do meetups and before we all went into social isolation they were running them pretty regularly i think it was a monthly meetup they have some cool stuff i've been to a few of them rad group of humans there if you're in queensland there's the queensland transgender network if you're in western australia there's non-binary folks at wa now i will link to those groups in the show notes if you're an aussie and you just want just online peer support there's the australian non-binary community trans pride melbourne um link into those as well but if you're outside of australia there are a heap of global groups as well. It's non-binary gender pride. Chi, G, N, C, N, B, strength and support for folks who power lift and happen to be trans or gender diverse. Yes, I am in that group. <laughs> I do lift heavy things. <laughs> There's the FTM, MTF and non-binary support group. Trans valid private group. Non-binary mental health support. And the Association of Transgender Professionals for businessy folks. And this is not exhaustive. These are just a handful of groups that I know of or I'm a member of. So you can go into Facebook and you can give it a search and I guarantee you will find bunches out there and there's probably ones more local to your region as well. So check that out. Facebook is a really great opportunity for that. You can also pop into Reddit. They have a bunch of threads of transgender and gender diverse conversations, though it is unfiltered. So there is just as many shitty negative threads out there from ignorant 
small-minded people saying a lot of harmful stuff about our community. So I really do recommend you use Reddit at your own discretion. Oh, so let's recap. <laughs> Today has been a big day. We've had a big topic. Misgendering is a huge topic and it's really a big part of so many of our lives. So we've looked at how you can learn to manage your thoughts and feelings when you get misgendered by taking that time, giving yourself space and just working on acknowledging that you're having these feelings and trying to name them, trying to understand what exactly is causing you to have them because it's more than just being misgendered. It's those feelings beyond that. It's those needs underneath. Exploring that can help you understand you. You can plan how to set boundaries to support your own needs and how to have those tough conversations with your family members by sharing your feelings, setting boundaries, and being open to a respectful conversation. We've looked at what you can do if you are unable to share your identity with your family by reaching out to online peer support groups that you can join, connect with other people living similar experiences, and get that support you need. Now, you can find all these details in the show notes. As always, I will link to everything. If you want to find out more about us, if you want to get involved with any of the stuff that we're doing, you can jump into our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can find us on Facebook as Fearless Movement Collective, on Instagram as Fearless underscore Movement underscore Co, non-gendered fitness as non underscore gendered underscore fitness, or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. So until next week, pals, remember, your identity is valid. You have the choice to either accept the way you're being treated or do something to change it. But no matter what you do, you have the ability to choose how you feel and how you can act. So do the things that help you feel good about you. Show yourself love and compassion and know that you are worthy of love and respect just as you are. Have a rad as day, pals.